promise to me long ago Saying you'd never leave But this I know You are the one, not me Who chose to blow And I love you so lucky in LA I did I got real lucky I think it's time to celebrate that luck Ooh, almost done with that bottle <laughs> clink that's like how many Separate months read my lips mm. <clears throat> oh man so what's up with God I was lucky in, in Los LA? Angeles man oh I just I was in Los Angeles. May some of you uh, came and saw me play down there at the old House of Blues. Over at the Hob. The Hob. So we're going to dedicate uh, this show to Los Angeles and to being lucky since we're... 113. 113. Yeah, we got lucky. We did lucky 113 enough. shows. Right? Yes, we are lucky enough to get here. And how nice to have you guys with us. So, uh-huh. And it felt good coming into Los Angeles.
Repetition. One of the hardest things for me. And it was almost perfect. It was almost perfect, but my mind starts to wander when it's the same. Do you ever have that on a thing where you're just playing a straight beat and and then you kind of lose your way? Well, you know, it's What's like different for drums because it's not like chords, but still, you know. You I, could... I think that's why I think that's why God created yes. <laughs> You know, I mean, because you could be the... Uh, There's no time to get bored because they're, things are changing so yeah, rapidly. Yeah, you could be ACDC or you could be yes. Yeah. So, anyway. speaking about um, <clears throat> rock songs that are rocking. Yeah. This one's a great one. When did you write this? Well, this comes from the pen of Bongo Bob. Uh it was during the days when he was doing the zoppy thing. Oh, this was that you. I thought this was a song that was just kind of repurposed for the zoppy thing. So this. Oh was, I, well, you know what? It probably was originally. He he wanted to do a thing called Bongo Row, and he wanted it to be a duo where he would electronically record. He would create all the beats, all the music, and then I would play a good guitar and sing over it. And it wasn't a bad idea, and we we worked up a few things. He, he actually played some stuff for Bill Graham, of all people. Mm. We did this thing called Hey Little Girl with the High School Sweater. You remember that little song, you know? Mm. I remember Holiday. Yeah, well, that was late. That was the second one. That was like the second piece we worked on. But the first thing he brought in was this, and it, he just had the music track, and he had some of the themes very similar to how you and I put together the boat, where you okay. do a complete track, and you've got... Definite lines, themes, you know, occasional melodies. So this is so this is Bongo Bob's yeah. song all the so way he, across so, the board. So he brought this oh, thing in. I didn't know that. I did all the lyrics. Oh, okay, so you wrote the lyrics. The I did all the lyrics and the melodies. Oh, okay. Well, well now then, then I don't co-write. Now it could be that more than was a phrase that he walked in with. I have a feeling it was, but I don't know where that came from. So don't quote me on that. It's been too many years now. It's been. Well over thirty years. That was a good. There was a good uh, demo of that. Yes. that he did with Bob. That was really good. There was, and I wish I could find that because I think holiday. Then, they that was a really good. That was a good one too. Recording too as well. But the thing about this, what how it got from more than to MT, was that when I, I, I brought it to the band. You know, when we were putting together demos to try to get a record deal. In fact, this was part of that, that Bob was trying to help with that process. But then when, it, when the whole thing kind of went down the tubes and we didn't really get the record deal, then I said, well, now we want to put it on an album and we want to record it and do our own thing. He did not want us to use his demo and his sounds. So we had to strip the whole thing back and start over from the ground. And that's when I brought in Mark Harmon to play bass. He wasn't even in the band at the time. I mean, so this is this is an early uh, genus of the Mark Harmon influence. Yeah, it was, well, yes, because it was the first time he actually played bass so on this, a track. This song is the 
the touchstone of Mark Harmonism. Yes, it is. So, yeah, because you've got that fat bass line coming in. And uh, to just kind of needle Bob a little bit, if you listen to the recording on the album, you'll hear his original track, Buried in Reverb. I don't know how familiar you are with that recording, but it's like when you first put on the Sticks and Stones album. Hold on. Are you sure you're... Are you, you're kidding, right? No, I'm not. As your attorney. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know if Bob knows, and I don't think he cares. But uh, we Well, took, he knows now. He knows now because... he religiously watches. What, what I did Bob. was I put it in reverb. I told Daryl, Zachman, or Griffith, whoever mixed it. I think Griffith mixed it. And I said, let's get Bob. So we took his demo, and we <laughs> ran it through the board. <laughs> and I said, just bury it in reverb right so it comes on and it sounds like somebody's listening to a radio at the bottom of a uh, elevator shaft and it's his demo right with all his parts and all his sounds and then all of a sudden you know wow and then we come in and i think all we really retained from his was the the scattershot rhythm that you know that thing that's going all the way through it it never stops. It's constant. And I think we've just built, the, rebuilt the track over that. I had to have Aaron play over it, and then we all... But basically, the track is me, Aaron, and, and Harmon. So it's just one of those one of those things, man. Well, and it was a big hit. It went, did really well for us. Great story. So now we're going to play a, diff, a very different version that I kind of evolved for the road because that was a very techno piece. So uh, we did more of a...
wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I know. I like that very it much. It was more than... More, it's more than. Yeah. It was more than. It was more than I was expecting. I know. Oh. Well. Nice. <laughs> Fun little piece. Well, and a happy hello to Hi, everyone. Hi, happy hello, hello, how are you? How's everyone doing out there on the, the wicked East Coast? Uh, it's been wicked hot out here. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's see, speaking about wicked hot, let's all say hello to Mr. Magic Bullhorn himself. Well, hello. Christian Harrelson. Sister Christian Harrelson. Can I just... Can I just have a little, just a little bowl? Does this satisfy your desires, Brucey? <laughs> oh, oh boy, now. You're merely scratching the surface. Now, I was talking to some fans the other day about the G rating of our show. And I was telling them that we work hard to keep that family G rating. And that sometimes, <laughs> you know, I often, more than these guys, slip into... My usual double entendres, and, and I mess up, and I apologize on behalf of myself and the group. But uh, yeah, we're gonna keep it clean today, and you just never know. Now, you know, I I didn't realize we had a G rating. I Whoa. thought in the memo it just said make sure the show is great. Well, that too. G rate. I, I thought that. Oh, I, I see. <laughs> G rate. I didn't realize. Man, it's a good thing that I just intuitively am a G-rated kind of person. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I don't. And I, there's no chance of yeah, you just, ever slipping up. Yeah, Bruce sits around. You don't know about this, but he sits around in you know in clean white sneakers and braided armpits, and he drinks milk all day. In a moral bubble, if you will. In a moral bubble of, you know, following what to him is the god of his own choice. What? And he makes that choice what on a daily of, basis. What kind and of, can we just get to the kind next? of preposterous can ridiculousness? Can we just you? do a song? I want to do a song by John Lennon where he was trying to write an affair without letting everyone know or his wife that he was having. Can I sing that. some of this? Yes, you could sing as much as you want. Let me see. Okay, well, let's see. We've and got one, so, two. Yeah, let's see. Okay, I guess I'll go two and two and four.
that's all there is to it. That's all there is to it, man. And I want to go back to that B section again. Well, that's because uh, you're a child of a later period when songs just got stretched out for no reason. The, the, a child of yes, if you will. That's never... Yes. That They've never... It was never more than two, no, huh? man. Gosh, it's great. It's perfect. It's great. Yeah, which it's a, which it's is a, a label that falls on far too many of their compositions. Well, in those days, shorter songs got played more. If you were in two minutes, two minutes, 15 seconds, 2.30, perfect. You went over that, you were pushing it. In fact, what was the first single to break the barrier? Um, yeah, when Phil Spector produced... You've lost that love and feeling by the Righteous Brothers. It was over four minutes. That was outrageous. So he lied and printed the label at 3.15. Oh, interesting. When it was actually 4.20 or something That's like great. that. And it went to number one, but had it had he put 4.20 on it, they would have just hands down. I'd love Program to do director that. would have just said nope. Isn't that the song that's in Top Gun? Yeah, I mean that's that's a we need to do that song. Yeah, yeah, that's point. a that's a hot topic right now. And uh but you never close your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we're gonna have to put on some pretty big He Man shoes to sing that one. Yeah. But I would like to start doing more Righteous Brothers. There's so many great Speaking about Righteous Brothers, we gotta get our Righteous Brother in here to sing a little bit. We gotta do another show with a Chris feature. Yeah, I know. I miss Chris, even though he's sitting We miss know. Chris. We miss Chris. Well, we I I can do one of those parts on that Righteous Brothers thing. Yeah, we got to get um, Big Mike over here and, and and Chris in a in a in a, in the quartet. It's the quartet. Here's another Maybe song. One one four. The four is the quartet. Let's let's look into that. Can can you have can you have our people contact his people? I am getting right on that. <clears throat> Thank you. Another song for Los Angeles. Oh oh oh! Wait a minute. Now this is the one. This we is have the to bring classic. it up. Yeah. Don't bring it up. Oh, no, because we have to, because it's just such a classic. When you used to play... For those of you who have been yeah. watching the show consistently, <laughs> there's been this running gag where I talked about a girl who would come to watch shows that I did not unlike this in the late 70s, and she decided that I Am, I said, was her favorite song, and she requested, I learned it, and then once I learned it, every week it was... I am I said in the back of the bar, you know, all these different people I'm yelling. <laughs> so <laughs> to honor her and to honor Los Angeles, we are going to do a wonderful Neil Diamond tune called I Am a Said. Alright. Let's see if we get that intro. is fine, the sun shines most of the time And the feeling is laid back Palm trees grow and rents are low But you know I keep thinking about Making way back Well I'm New York City born and raised But nowadays I'm lost between two shores L.A.'s fine, but it ain't home New York's home, but it ain't mine no more I am, I said To no one there 
a king no did you ever read about a frog who dreamed of being a king and then became one well except for the names and a few other changes if you talk about me the story's the same one but I got an emptiness deep inside And I've tried, but it won't let me go And I'm not a man who likes to swear But I never cared for the sound of being First of we all, we had that going. <laughs> now, okay, Dude. truth be told, <laughs> what? when I did the song for that girl back in that day, every night I screwed up that line about the frog and the king. Yeah. Every night. And so I had to do it. I didn't do it on purpose because I screwed it up. It's just. Well, you had the in... frog in the throat. Well, I have the frog in the throat, but I always have that. But wait, did you ever read about a frog? You know, the king that became a king that became a frog. I, w- I, I couldn't get that. It just. Anyway. Great tune. I think you may... We butchered it, but... It may be a result of a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, childhood storytelling trauma. I don't a little, know. A little, little fairy tale. A little fairy tale. Fairy, fairy tale fatigue. Well, speaking of fairy, uh, we're going to do a song dedicated to Derry Doherty because... <laughs> I'm sorry. I lost my head. Um... <laughs> You know, uh, uh, the little the little Irish fairy. 
So last Name weekend, Daddy. last weekend, Derry was gracious to uh, come up and share the stage with me, uh, opening for Undercover down in uh, L.A. And we did a party the night before, and he sang in a parking lot. And every time he gets to the most tender moments, about a bunch of biker gangs would come by and just blast their choppers so loud that you couldn't hear our harmonies. You're kidding me, really? No, I'm not making That's, this up. That is. Very it's terrible. Hollywood. So That's what we're so, so Bruce and I have decided that we're going to make up for those of you who were in attendance and couldn't hear our dulcet, clear tones, our bell-like tones. We did. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. It's always good to know you're part of a <laughs> you're part decision of a, a decision that was made. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, I make a decision. I was there. I, I know your in wants. Spirit. I know your likes. I know so, your needs. So so dairy. <laughs> so so Derry was out singing in a parking lot. Is, did, so did you go like, did you find him down there and get him to play with you or what was no, going on? No, it wasn't like that at all. There was a party. Uh, a guy named John Smaby had a party for the reality rock, rock of love <laughs> situation. And he invited us and a lot of our friends, you know, the undercover guys, guys from the prayer chain, all those bands were down there. Tim oh, Tabor, all those guys, yeah. they're all there. And uh, guys from Starflyer 59 and... All those L.A. sort of underground Christian alternative bands. There was someone there, Mike Stand, you know, that guy from the Altar Boys, Altar Billies, which I believe, Chris, you got to hang out with Mike a bit. Yeah, we just talked for a second. He was in show mode, so yeah. I... I, I well, he's some, kind of always in show mode. That's I, the thing about Mike, you have to understand. I gave the him guy, your regards, some ridiculous thing I told him and said, <laughs> peace out. Mike's always on, even when he's off stage. Like, he, he is a... Rock star, performer, entertainer, like, presence. See, I don't do that. I show up in my dad pants and Birkenstocks and belly hanging out and all that. Whereas Mike... See, I've, I've been meaning that. to Mike talk to you about up, that. Oh, you've been meaning to talk to me about... <laughs> yeah, I admire Mike for that because he's always, you know, in character. You're like Birkenstock he... rock. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that guy, he looked the part I, uh, you knew exactly who that guy was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I used to be that way, but you know, you know, it's just, I, you just, I wasn't You'd getting... like to try new things. Yeah, you know, I want to try mm. new things, like being a slob. Yeah, so you're, you're in your slob experimentation stage. Yeah, I wanted, you know, I felt <laughs> like, you know, I wanted to promote more of the Hanna-Barbera, Fred Flintstone image, you know? <laughs> Because when I was a kid, I imagined what it would be like to be 47, you know. Be Fred I, in a band? Well, not in a band. I just I imagined what would I look like when I turned 47, you know, in the future. And I pictured myself wearing, you know, cut off, like he, maybe he always had a cut off shirt, belly hanging out. So you could have done like the Rolling Flintstones. Right. <laughs> the Bo Bremel Stones. All right. So okay. So this all right. Song, enough of this tomfoolery. This song is from uh, that that yeah, great so, that great duo. Yes, for, uh, Derry and I recorded duo this with a wonderful, wonderful recording. Yeah, T Bone Burnett wrote the song and he gave it to his soon to be wife uh, Leslie Phillips, who eventually morphed into Sam Phillips. Recorded this tune and Derry and I decided to have at it. It's called River of Love, and Bruce is going to join me on this, and we're going to have a wonderful time. a river of love that runs through all time There's a river of grief that floods through our lives 
starts when a heart is broken into by the thief of belief in anything that's true but there's a river of love that runs through all time there's a river of love that runs through all time but there's a river So from terrible endings to endings made up together on the spot, ESP, man, just like the old days. Almost didn't make that one. Okay. It's like they used to make them. <clears throat> All right. Let's do another kerosene halo recording. This time a Terry Taylor mm. composition. Oh, I will terror, say Terry terror. was sorely missed uh, being one of the premier names and one of the progenitors of Southern California. Sorely. Sorely. It was true. He's, he's great. Is, is he, is he <clears throat> like still hanging out in his uh, spot, in his flat? Well, in, he's uh, living up in Portland? Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver. Yeah, he's doing very well. He's got a compound there with his wife and daughter and granddaughter and son. And I want to go to the compound. I think we need to go to the compound. We need to go pay, pay a visit to Terry. We need to go to the Taylor compound. The Taylor house. The Taylor, Taylor compound. Get some Terry Taylor time. Okay, so this is a Daniel, DA tune that he gave to us. That's a 
that's how she flies in Bright saffron dreams cross Harlequin skies on Rice paper wings She lassoes the moon brush Palettes and paints Clutters her room with God How she flies in Bright saffron dreams cross Harlequin skies on Rice paper wings Thieves here to steal her He's, we've done a lot of songs on this show. Mainstream like things. I mean, Terry is tied for top songwriter. I in think my he mind, is. Man, he's really, truly <clears throat> not recognized as the monumental talent. Oh, I mean, yeah. he is, of course, recognized by the people that know him. But, you know, he, he's, he, he has a big pair of shoes, man. Oh. Well, all right, yeah. I I'm always happy to do Terry's songs. Uh, hey, is there is there anything about this moment that oh, that's different you? from other moments? Well, yeah, it's this. This could be this, this could be a tipping point. I think we're at a tipping point. We're at a tipping point. Thank you for tuning in and for supporting us. Uh, if you want to contribute to the ongoing expenses of the show. Please give to paypal.me slash micro77s. Another way to do it is Venmo at micro77s. And we appreciate all the donations that have come in. Uh, If you like to write checks, we like to cash them. So write one to 77s Limited. That's 77SLTD, 
Write that on the envelope, then write P.O. Box 1441 Citrus. Yes, we have no bananas. Heights. And not the lows. California 95611. Is a banana a citrus? It is today. It is. <laughs> it's like spicoli. Hey, you in my class? I am today. It's a. Uh, it's a fruit. Well, what's it called? Is it a what's, droop? What's, is it a droop? A droop? Well, a, is a grape a droop? It's a grape a droop. Well, I know tomatoes a fruit. That's all I know for sure. Is that it's That's commonly true. referred to as a vegetable, but it's a fruit. Really? And there are certain characteristics. That I know fruits, it's a nightshade. Yeah. Well, it's a nightshade fruit. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think fruits have to have certain. You know, if you go back to your, I mean, what class would we have learned about this in in school? I remember. Like, uh, it would have it's been me, science? Captain Vegetable. Life science. Life science. Physical science. Yeah, yeah. What, Mike, Mike, you, you know, you would have been a really nice character, like on early, you know, Sesame Street or something like that. You know, they could have had Mike the Song Guy and on the street. You know, actually, you kind of look like one of the Muppets wow. with the look oh, that you no. have. Come on. Really? Really? You think so? <laughs> yeah. Really? A cool hip Muppet, the guy that has the sunglasses. Oh, yeah. I know which one that is. Like, I can't remember. He has his... the little, you know, he's the beatnik guy. No, I know guy. he's the beatnik guy. Yeah. Right. I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of his name. I think we need to... Chris, I think you need to dig up a little image of that guy real fast and flash it on the screen. All right, well, let's do the hymn show now. We're going to do one that we did really early on in the early days of our 2020.
yeah. You remember it now? I felt the anointing in that. You felt the anointing? We was anointing. That was cool. That was kind of a closer. Yeah, I know. We usually go out and things like that. Well, it just wasn't, you know, well, we have, I think that's, it can't happen because something else has to happen. We have to reach out towards that great East Coast. North Kakalaki. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening, partner? Hey, brothers. How you doing, man? So good to have you with us once again and have everybody else in the watching world get a chance to see the three of us guys work together on a regular basis as yeah. we have now created a habit. Yeah, it's been a it's a habit. Now, it, for it's a some habit. people would call it a tradition. Anytime the 77s do something repetitively... It's a habit, <laughs> and, and it's and, and wow. since we, we could start calling it "mark in the box" too, because I, I think we we floated <laughs> around with this back and forth stuff. But I think uh, Chris has found a way to technically bring Mark and Mike and myself into the same frame in the box. on a regular basis. So we're excited about that. I'll tell you what, Mark, you can emulate now one of your. Uh, I know you appreciate this guy, Jerry Chef. Oh yeah, because Bruce. Liked Ronnie Tut, right? Totally. Oh, yeah. And so Ronnie Tut, Jerry Chef, you know, Tut Chef, right? They played with Elvis Presley. Hey, man. That's Tut Chef, that's man. That's Tut Chef, man. Anyway, uh, Great I got stuff. that from Elvis, by the way. Really? Um, yeah, chef? he used to yeah. announce them that way. But anyway, uh, yeah, Jerry Chef, man, he played with the Doors on their last album, and we're going to yep. take a big hit record from that last album. We're going to have you play that moving bass. You ready to do it? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Well, let's see. Wait, let me see if I can get this. Like, don't you love her madly? Don't you need her badly? Don't you love her ways? Tell me what you say. Yeah. 
That was great, man. I love God, that I love song. hearing that bass. Man, that uh that would that was a real candidate for a big accelerando. Accelerando? Accelerando? Yeah, Do you mean like speed up? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that would the classic '77 style. Oh, just, I know. Just take well, that out and just like speed that thing up. Man. Oh, we didn't know. Just always. go on for about a half hour. Oh, well, when we play it on stage, maybe one day we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. that would be a great sh- song to have on our set when Mark comes and joins us. Oh yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is yeah, there's looking some dis- like yeah, looking like it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. We may get him back out here. It's been a couple years, and we know you guys have waited patiently. I think I think the little birdie is suggesting that it's. Uh, July is the yeah, window. Yeah, we're coming oh, yeah. into a time where we feel like we might want to get Mark to come visit and hang out, do some recordings, some you know, some have some good times, barbecue, songs, and uh, maybe do a Corona Sphere or two. Who yeah, knows? yeah, that would be great. Yeah, uh, yeah try, sh- try to man if we can get Chris some time off work, we can have him chasing us around with cameras and yeah, we could do some things. So anyway, lots of good content. stuff coming up uh, this summer, and uh, so stay tuned. Don't leave us. We're gonna we've got we got us some big big plans. Wow. You better believe it. So anyway, wow. we're gonna close out with one of the most popular seventy sevens tunes that uh, Mark has done such a great job on over the years. Anytime we play this live in concert, I, we love to see an audience enjoying themselves. And Mark, oh, yeah. Mark's bass, Mark, your bass always adds to this, so just add on, brother. It's, a, it's called a song by Mr. Mark Toole and Steve Griffith. All right. All right.
goodbye. Chris Harrelson, please. Mr. Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon, please. Everybody. And all of you. All of you. Radio Land, TV Land, YouTube. Team LA. LA. I left it all in LA. I left it. I left it, baby. I'm coming back to get you. Fourteen. Fourteen. For love.